Long ago, whilst the majority of musical offerings were confined to their stereotypical patterns, the verse, chorus, verse, chorus, interlude, chorus, finish, a select few elite musicians were making patterns of their own. Removing the limitations of the mainstream conventions, these audio artisans were certainly making progress. If nothing else, they were progressive. In short, this is the lost art. Keeping your ears safe. You're welcome. M. M. H. This is the UK's progressive rock station, Crogzilla Radio. Hi, this is Ken Walker of Overworld Dreams. Hey, this is Paul Higginbotham with Overworld Dreams. Hi, this is Randy Sandman of Overworld Dreams. Hi, this is Chris Parsons from Overworld Dreams. Hi, this is Matt Majeri of Overworld Dreams. Hi, this is Elizabeth Holder of Overworld Dreams, and you are listening to The Lost Art with Steve and Lou, only on MMH, the home of rock radio. Well, 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 welcome back. Welcome to the latest edition of The Lost Art with me. Steve Gould here on MMH, the home of rock radio and also Progzilla Radio, twice in one week, totally and utterly spoilt you are, as well as the podcast, you've got no escape, none whatsoever. (laughs) Anyway, I hope that this year has been treating you well over the last three weeks because it is now the 21st of January and our gig year kicked off two days ago when we attended KK's Steel Mill in Wolverhampton for Francis Dunnery's It Bites. What an amazing evening of music that was. And the bonus is I got to interview the big man himself. You've got the benefit of that a little bit later, along with a track from the brand new album, Return to Natural. The support was from John Young from Life Signs, who did a solo spot playing Life Signs music. So what can I say? An absolutely wonderful evening of music indeed. Great way to kick off our 2024 gig year. And then last night, we had a double bubble, you see. We had Francis Dunry's It Bites on Friday. And then last night, we had Tim Bowness and Butterfly Mind at 45 Live in Kidderminster. Featuring, obviously, Tim Bowness, Andy Edwards, you may know, you may have heard of, you may have come across him, John Jowett, you may have come across that particular gentleman, Rob Grukert from Rain, Matt Stevens from The Fierce and the Dead, and a guest slot from Theo Travis, who's played with Stephen Wilson. He's also in Soft Machine. So what an incredible evening of music that was. Two wonderful gigs, one after the other. Hmm with plenty more to come this year. Shaping up really, really good. On the 30th of January, we're off to Bristol for Spock's Beard. And again, I'm down to interview the band. Mm. There's going to be a few interviews cropping up over the next few weeks because Tuesday night, I'm down to interview Dave Foster from Big Big Train. So you've got the benefit of that next week. Oh, And I have to be honest, I've been listening to my review copy of The Likes of Us from Big Big Train. And I have to say, guys, it is amazing. It was released on March the 1st. You are going to go ape 
when you hear it. It is superb. I must admit, I was a little disillusioned with Welcome to the Planet. It was okay. Obviously, it was the last album featuring David Longdon. But the new guy has totally and utterly got his feet under the table with this one. It is superb. The likes of us due out on March the 1st. We're going to have a track from that a little bit later. A single edit, even though it's coming in at over eight minutes. The track on the album is, I think, closer to 11. So it's been edited by about three minutes, but at least it'll give you an idea of what to expect. Mm. That's later. That's later. Because over the last three weeks, we've been featuring the best of 2023. And as I said at the time, it'd be remiss of me to say that... We covered every single piece of music because 2023 was a very prolific year for prog. Incredible year for prog. And I think based on last year, it's very safe to say that prog is very much in the ascendant at the moment. And I'm very keen to see how it plays out over the next 12 months. Because obviously we've had a release from It Bites, we've got Loads of other stuff going on. I've got the Big Big Trade album coming out. Steve Hackett's album comes out next month. And that's in the first few months. So what can I say? It's shaping up to be yet another amazing year. But before we totally and utterly commit to 2024, there are two tracks I'd like to play from 2023 that I should have played over the last three shows, but didn't. For no particular reason whatsoever. But we're going to play these two and that's it then. I'm putting a line under it. End of story. Because we could just keep going on and on and on. So the first track comes from Hats Off Gentlemen. It's Adequate. Which is very much the brainchild of two guys. Malcolm Galloway and Mark Gatland. They released their seventh album on the 9th of September. It's called The Light of Ancient Mistakes. And I've got a track lined up for you now called Walking to Aldebron. This is Hats Off Gentlemen. It's adequate.
I was the pilot They didn't mention getting lost and eating corpses When I was at astronaut school If seven-year-old me was told He'd be huddled in the cold Trying to digest long-dead explorers Maybe I'd have said train driver instead To keep me sane But I think we've moved A bit beyond that Don't you? As I'm the only human here I get to pick the names Maybe I'm too sentimental But the caterpillar men are now Clive! Telling jokes to monkey and sex cyborg things I only want to talk Let's engage like civilized monsters. What's the tea? Air dried flank of Clyde Mother machine takes me apart and builds me back cell by cell.
From their latest album, their seventh album, The Light of Ancient Mistakes, released on the 9th of September last year. Hats off, gentlemen, it's adequate. And that was Walking to Aldebaran. Couldn't miss that out. Gutted that I couldn't fit it in. For some reason, I do not know why. No particular reason. But I feel I have rectified the situation. So I hope you enjoyed that. Our second track comes from T.A.P., which came out on October the 6th. The album's called Paradigms. Now, if you recall, if you listen to the show on a regular basis, and if you don't, why not? At the time the album came out, we ran a competition to see how you interpreted the initials T.A.P. And Totally Awesome Prog was one of the suggestions, along with many others. The winner, whose name eludes me at this exact moment in time, won a copy of the album. The album's called Paradigms, and it features a rather beautiful and wonderful lady, Susie James, on guitars, who earlier this week turned 73 and looks absolutely stunning. What is your secret, girl? Is it a special diet? We need to know. We'll find out when we meet up again at Fusion in a few weeks' time. (laughs) But for now, we're going to have a track from that particular album to put a line under our 2023 retrospective forever. Okay? This is T.A.P. with Terminus. Thank you. 
YouTube is now the second largest search engine in the world with over 3 billion searches a month. So if your band doesn't have a music video or if your business doesn't have a professional intro, then you're missing out. At InLife, we have all the skills and equipment you need to make a stunning video and stand out from the crowd. From in-house green screens and post-production effects to on-site filming with high-grade cameras and all at an affordable price. Visit inlife.co.uk and get in touch today to see how we can shape your vision. Remember, video killed the radio star. Wait, what? Inlife.co.uk This week, I ain't been hungry. <laughs> Case at the ready. It's Progzilla time. Before the break, from the album Paradigms, T-A-P, with Terminus. And I think it's unlikely, to be honest, that that band will ever go out live because of the individual members being in different parts of the world. It would be a logistical nightmare trying to bring them together but at least we've got the studio output to enjoy in the meantime so with that and on that note we'll definitely totally and unequivocably i think that's a word put a line under 2023 end of we move on and our first track of 2024 comes from an italian band called Ellesmere or Ellesmere very much the brainchild of Italian musician Roberto Vitelli. And on January the 12th, saw the release of their fourth album called Stranger Skies, and it features somewhat of a who's who of prog. Clive Nolan from Arena, David Jackson from Van de Graaff Generator and Caprica's Constant, John Hackett, Thomas Bodine, ex-Flower Kings, and John Wilkinson from the Swan Chorus. What can I say? With that level of musicianship, how could it be anything other than superb? The album's called Stranger Skies. This is the title track. Climbing through the leaden skies Lightning flashes Hey, why bright? I 
Released on January the 12th, the fourth album from Italian band Ellesmere, Stranger Skies, and that was their title track. Yet another band I shall be adding to my roster to check out further. Like I haven't got enough. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, on the same day, saw the release of the latest album from American band Overworld Dreams. Now, this is one band I have featured before. The album's called Geography and has two tracks. And just to emphasise, it's not an EP, it's an album. So what does that tell you? That the tracks are a bit on the long side, does it not? (laughs) The title track is around 27 minutes, I believe. And the second track, Forces of Nature, comes in at a tad over 23 minutes. So they both very much qualify as a potential epic. So I'm going to play you the second track, Forces of Nature, to take us to the end of this part of the show, because I'm very much aware we haven't had an epic for a while. So I'm going to put that right now. And after the break, our lady will be joining us. And I have to warn you, I have to tell you, I have to caution you at this point in the game that Raucous Rita is most definitely back this week. So do what you need to do to prepare. I'm saying no more. But I'll leave you in the very capable hands of Overworld Dreams, and I'll catch you guys on the other side. This week's epic.
Yeah.
join me, DJ Moshi, every Friday between the hours of 8pm and 10pm UK time for the Friday Rock Show, where I'll be playing you classic to current, all the dance floor fillers and ballroom killers. Just imagine your old school rock and metal disco where you walk in and bang your head straight away to the great tracks. Go on, Mr. Johnson. What we here for? For those about to rock, we salute you. Yes, we do. Hey, up. Good morning. How y'all doing? My name's Shutty. I'm the ex-Baldy Skin Basher of that there television band. The show that you're listening to now this morning is called Breakfast with Shutty. <laughs> it's a rock and roll extravaganza with a side order of metal. We're on Monday to Thursday, 7 until 9 in the morning. Only on MMH, the home of rock radio. Enough to make commercial radio turn to drink. MMH, the home of rock radio. When one Mellotron just isn't enough, call in the professionals. Progzilla, proving that prog isn't just for dinosaurs. Hi, this is Johnny Davis here from HRH Prog, live and direct in Great Yarmouth, and you're listening to Steve and Lou in The Lost Art. Okay, folks, we're back. We're back in the second part, the middle bit, because we finished with quite a long track. Our first epic for a while, which came from Overworld Dreams, off their latest album, Geography, and that was Forces of Nature. Hope you enjoyed that. Good to have an epic back. It is. But as per your previous warning, I think it's very safe to say that you are totally and utterly in the company of Raucous Rita this week. Yes, you are. I'm back. She's been threatening for a while. Well, it's been a bit raucous, hasn't it, with the new stuff I've been playing? But she has gone to 13 on this one. I have. I'll tell you. So if you've got even the slightest allergic reaction (laughs) to raucous prog, then I advise you to either go for a walk for the next hour, or if you're listening to the podcast, fast forward it to the final hour. Because it's going to blow your eardrums. <laughs> Especially with the first track. Oh. Right, there's a new supergroup, Whom Gods Destroy, including Derek Sherinian and Ron Bumberfoot Fall. It's the next incarnation, I suppose, of... Sons of Apollo? Yeah, Sons of Apollo, R.I.P. Yeah, okay, so this is a track they've released now and it's called In the Name of War. The album comes out on the 5th of March. I've already got mine on pre-order. Let's 
think it's safe to say when that hits the turntable that the neighbours will be sitting there with earmuffs or they'll probably go on holiday for the day or the week <laughs> or the month. I might put a warning. <laughs> <laughs> Close all the windows, evacuate the streets. <laughs> Whom God's Destroys new album is arrived. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. So, I think continuing on in that particular vein, love, who have you got lined up now? Right, I discovered a band from Italy called Icefish, and it features the drummer Virgil Donati, who also features on my next track after this one. The album is called Human Hardware. It came out in 2017, and I'm playing you Your Eyes. Nothing to do with Peter Gabriel, I hasten to add. When the uh, children have gone away on holiday and the staff have uh, gone home, I'd rather enjoy turning up some loud rock music.
just to give you guys a heads up, I'm looking into the possibility, the logistics of putting on a prog metal festival, a one-day event at KK Steel Mill in Wolverhampton. It'll probably be a Sunday, all day, and we're probably looking at around six or seven bands. Nothing definite set in stone at the moment, but it's a project I'm hoping to work on with Rob Reed, of all people. Yeah, and guess who's going to be the MC of that day? <laughs> Rita herself. It wouldn't herself. happen to be you, would it? <laughs> <laughs> if there's what a coincidence! If there's any raucousness to be got, it's Rita in charge. Yes. Yeah, I've even had a sweatshirt done for a for fusion this year with raucous Rita on the back. <laughs> We are looking into a range of merch. (laughs) Mugs, t-shirts, hoodies, calendars, the whole lot going on. (laughs) (laughs) Right, next up is Derek Sherinian. This comes from his first solo album, Planet X, and the track I'm playing is Box. It came out in 99, and the drummer is Virgil Donati.
follow us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Want airplay? Want your album reviewed? Get in touch. Just search MMH, the home of rock radio. Progzilla Radio, making progressive rock cooler than the other side of the pillow. Before the break, surely one of the most prolific keys players in prog, involved with more bands and projects you couldn't even begin to imagine. Derek Sherinian even played on the last Frank Carducci album. What can I say? A keys player of note in many ways. Many notes, I think it's safe to say. Along with Mr. Rudess and Ryo Wakamoto, the top three keys players in prog, IMHO. I defy you to come up with an alternative. I know Mr. Wakeman's still around, but he's old school. We need new blood. We do. And on that note... It is Jordan Rudess next. And this comes off his 2019 album, Wired for Madness. And the track I'm playing is Perpetual Shine.
You haven't got a track by Rio Okamoto next, have you, by any chance? No. No. Oh, well. <laughs> that, we can hope. That not, have, not raucous enough. No, that would have to be on a very Raucous much, Rio. That would have to be on a proggy Priscilla one. But you, you are going to be seeing him on the 30th of January. So. Yes. Yeah. Right, next up is Portnoy, Sheehan, McAlpine and Sherinian. Again. Again. Also known as PSMS for short. This is live from Tokyo 2012. The track I'm playing is a change of season going into acid rain. It actually was released in 2021.
All our radio shows can be found on demand. Download our app from Google Play or the Apple App Store. Just search MMH, the home of rock radio. For ten years, Caesar ruled with an iron hand, then with a wooden foot, and finally with a piece of string. Welcome to Progzilla Radio. We play epic tracks and sidelong songs, and we're not afraid of magma. I don't know if it's just me, but there seems to be some kind of underlying connection with your track list. Yeah, there is. This week. Yeah, there is. Because it all seems to be centred around Sons of Apollo. Yeah. We've had Derek Sherinian. We've had Bumblefoot. We've had Billy Sheehan. Yeah. And guess who's up next? Uh. The band Soto. Fronted by none other than Jeff Scott Soto. Frontman to Sons of Apollo. And the track I'm playing is the title track. It came out in 2019 and it's Origami. Origami.
Mart, if you've been listening this far, well done. <laughs> he will fast forward. Because he would have fast forward. I would suspect forward. you're probably hiding behind the settee. Yeah. It's a bit like when you're a kid and Doctor Who comes on. <laughs> <laughs> it's now raucous Rita is in your nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Two more tracks to go. Yeah. Who's up next? Right, couldn't have a raucous hour without Dream Theatre, could I? And this comes off a dramatic turn of events. Came out in 2011. And this is Lost Not Forgotten. Of which you have many in your collection. I have indeed. Mm.
when we were talking about Sons of Apollo earlier, and I mentioned obviously Derek Schrinian, Bumblefoot, Jeff Scott Soto, Billy Sheehan, and I thought she's missed Mike Portnoy because Mike Mangini played on that particular track. But then I remembered you'd played PSMS. So you did sneak it in. I did. Clever little you. I know. I'm mm. not just a pretty face, you know. Well, I would imagine that there's people out there who are praising the Lord <laughs> that we've reached the last track of your part of the show. <laughs> right. I'm finishing off with Symphony X, fronted by the wonderful vocals of Russell Allen. This is Paradise Lost. It came out in 2007 and I'm playing The Walls of Babylon. Hope you've enjoyed my loudness. I might be back with more next week. Oh dear. I'll keep you guessing. Enjoy the rest of the show and I'll catch you next time. Bye bye.
What are the dead doing? What, those ones over there? Yes, those ones. Well, what should we do about them? Should we follow them? Follow the dead? Yes, follow the dead. Every Friday, 10 p.m. UK time on mmhradio.co.uk. See what new tunes might be shaking loose. Tune in to Losing It with Luscious. That's me, Jesse Luscious, spinning the best of punk rock and oh, so much more. Every Monday night, 8 to 10 p.m. Only on MMH, the home of rock radio. Missed your favorite show? Then you're an idiot. Listen to the podcast at mmhradio.co.uk. Hello, good morning, good evening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Radio Proxilla, which is being dishing you up red hot progressive stuff and it's 24 7. Hello, everybody. This is Francis Dunnery, and you are listening to The Lost Art with Stephen Lou.
Okay, people, welcome back. Welcome to the final part of the show. The concluding section. The final bit. The best bit. Well, that remains to be seen, doesn't it? <laughs> I did promise you at the start of the show an interview with the main man himself, Mr. Dunnery. But I thought we'd play a track from the new album first, Return to Natural, which we picked up at the gig on Friday night. So we've only had time to play it a few times. And what can I say? Quality indeed. That particular track is called Out of Order. But listening to it for the few times we have, I would say it sounds more like a Francis Dunnery album than an It Bites album. Not that that's a bad thing, but I'll leave you to decide if you decide to check out the rest of the album. But for now, we'll have a little chatty poos with the main man himself, mm, which we managed to squeeze in before his sound check on Friday. Okay, guys, so this is Steve backstage at KK Steel Mill on January the 19th, and I'm in the very auspicious company of Mr. Dunnery. What does auspicious mean? <laughs> I don't even know what it means. Good. It just sounds good. Auspicious, does that mean like... Wonderful. Wonder oh, it does? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm that. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, here we are again, a year later. Uh, there's been a lot going on over the last 12 months in your life, musically yep. and otherwise. Uh, very recently, I gather you've not been very well. Did you, are you well, had the flu? I got, I, I think it's a bit more than the flu. I mean, it wasn't exactly COVID or anything like that, but it was some weird, I don't know what it was. I think it was some like biotech weapon or something <laughs> like that. No, but dude, I mean, I, you know, I, I went down like big time. I was, I've never, ever been in bed for three days. Really? And I was, I couldn't get up. And um, maybe because I'm just getting old, I'm 61 now, so maybe that's just what happens when you get older with the flu, but, but dude, and it took me, it was right in the middle of the album as well, so I couldn't finish it off. That's why the album's been late to be sent out. I mean, it's, all, it's, it's gone out now, but I mean, we're definitely at least a week behind. Because it, it was originally the 10th of January, wasn't it? The, the 6th originally. Oh, was it really? I just got floored, man. It was just, that was some brutal stuff. And my daughter, Elsie, brought it first on Christmas Day, and I remember thinking, I don't feel, I feel a bit weird here. And uh, and it kind of, it, it, you know, it kind of went on for a while, just, and then it broke out round about the January the first round about there, and it was just, that was it done. Wow! So End did you just have to ride it out? Or? I had no choice. I, I mean, I'm not really one big on drugs and all that, so I don't do drugs and all. I just, I usually just like drink loads of water and stuff like that because I don't believe in, you know, I just think them all that pharmaceutical, a lot of poisoning us. So I just, I try to stay away from as much as I can. But um, yeah, I definitely, if you want to call it ill, I think it was a bit more than that, but uh, whatever it was, I was flat, I was just flat on my back. Jeez. Mm. And did it affect the uh, rehearsals for the tour? A little bit. I mean, I'm st I've still kind of got it now. Like, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't actually got the thing. I'm not like toxic or anything, but I, you know, there's still like, you know, you know what it's like with flu, like a few weeks later, you've still got a bit of a cough sometimes or, you know, but it's mainly gone now, you know. Okay. Well, at least you're here. Yeah. You're here. Yeah. 12 months on. It's the singing bit that gets you, you know, like when you, because you can't sing with a cold. Yeah. And also you can't get on airplanes with a cold. You'll bust your eardrums open, you know, like you'll get the perforated eardrums. So you've got to be careful with that. So, but I was all right with that. I flew over first class with Topo. We love Topo. Topo always gets me first class. So I'm yeah, just like. Yeah, he's a good lad, Chris. 
Mm. He's a good lad. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about the new band? Well, the new band started because, first of all, we had Pete Jones quit the band last year. So Pete, and I think, I can't really blame Pete because it's a it's a real heavy gig, the keyboard gig with it bites. There's a million changes all over the place. And we only do three gigs. Mm. And it's just not worth it. You have mm. to do all that work for three gigs. He's committed to Camel as well, isn't he? I think he's committed to Camel, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, um, and then the drummer dropped out. Bjorn didn't want to go touring as much, so and it, probably the same for him. And so I thought, well, maybe this is a good opportunity to have a complete revamp. Luke's gone to Karnatica. Yeah. yeah, and so the, um, you know, the, when we did the DVD last year, I think that was probably the ultimate way that I could do those songs. I think we did great versions of them, and the band last year that we had was absolutely fantastic. I think it was brilliant. And so, you know, when you come again for a new, you know, for a new shot at it, you've got to, you know, try and challenge yourself somewhere else and try and do something a bit more, new, a bit new. So I got a new keyboard player, uh, Tony Terrell. I think he played with Fish Tony, and he plays. I think he actually does a Genesis cover band or something, don't they? Well, don't, don't I, they was, do? I was out with John Jerry the other night, and uh, he actually auditioned for IQ. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Yeah. And so Tony does that, and um, and we got Todd, who's a great singer, because we need singing for this band. That's really what you need. I can hold up most of it with the guitar, but the singing, you've got to. No, the backing vocals especially, so we got Todd in. And then I was thinking about a drummer, and I tried, you know, I was listening to, and I kept on saying to Phil, who's the Chad Wackerman of, uh, of England? Like, and I kept on saying, and I just said, you know what? Because I know Chad, I've known Chad for a bit, and I said, I'm just going to call Chad. I didn't think he'd do it, but I called him and I called Eddie Jobson as well, and Eddie won't do it because he's retired. Oh, I see. Yeah, I love Eddie. He's an absolute psycho, but I love him. And he's a great player, but he wouldn't do it either. So, um, you know, the uh, so we tried a few people, you know, we t tried it out, but... You know, to have Chad, who's one of my favourite drummers of all time, just to actually get the man himself, was uh, instead of let's get somebody like Chad Wackerman, just well, just let's just get Chad Wackerman. Wow. And so the band is, you know, and, we, and I don't want to do it like the um, ultra rehearsed thing that we did. So I like it's a bit lively. This band, it's got a bit of an edge to it. It's very, it's much more masculine than the last one. The songs we're doing are more masculine, and uh, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's a bit harder. I think, you know, a bit more. There's, there's a bit of. I like to throw a bit of chum in the water for the sharks, you know, you should throw a bit of chum in and there. So this is there's definitely a bit of chum in the water. Yeah. There. And do you think this will be an ongoing lineup? I think so. Well, I hope so. Next year we want to do, I, I, keep, I get offered every year to do Cruise on the Edge and I always turn them down because I, I don't know, I just, it's not really my thing. But I said next year, if we do Cruise to the Edge next year, 2025, I spoke to Dave Kersner. And uh, Dave kind of books a lot of the bands on there. I said, Dave, you want to, you know, want to do the cruise to the edge, and so I'm sure Dave will get us on there. And then if we do, we'll do five dates in America, and then we'll go to Japan. We'll do this tour here in the UK, and we'll do Europe. So it'll mean we'll stay out for like a month, and then at least it's worth it to, you know, to to do the thing because the three date, the amount of work we put right. in for three dates, is not. Yeah. And obviously, we've mentioned the new album, Return yeah. to Natural. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I think it's just it's just it bites music. You know, you have to approach it bites music a certain way. You know, there's a there's a like I I don't have to look back over the it bites catalog and go I'm going to do a song like Yellow Christian because I just naturally churn that melodies out. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I can actually do new versions. Yeah, of the melodies. You know, I don't need to rely on what was in the past or try to copy the past. So it's not a copy of the past by any means. It's very, it's a, you know it's definitely. You know, it's an it bites out. It bites for a new generation. Well, it's just an it bites out. It's like it's like you know, it's like it sounds like it bites. 
was it good to get back in that mould? It's it's uh, yeah, it was interesting. Because obviously you've been in a solo mould for so long. And the blues album we did as yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. like you know. The thing is, his music's delicious to me. It's not like I don't, you know, I like I look at things and I'm, you know, I'll hear like African drummers and I'll be like, dude, you know, like it's delicious. Yeah. Like the whole thing is like yeah. it's like this going into like a buffet and like wow, look at that. Yeah, yeah. And you got these and yeah. and it just seems such a shame, to, you know, to stay with like chicken tikka masala all the time. <laughs> but what do you want today? I want chicken tikka masala. What are you gonna have the buffet today? I want chicken tikka masala. What yeah, do you want today? Yeah, I want chicken tikka yeah, masala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, when there's like yeah, yeah. there's yeah. olives and there's all sorts of stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. I, 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 it's terrible for business because people, you know, the way that the business works is the same equals safe. And so people like to be safe in their music, like, you know, with, with ACDC, you, get an AC, yeah. you know what you're going to get. So yeah. with artists like myself, it's very difficult for people to keep following me because, you know, it's not easy to do that, you know. But I can't, you know, if I do an R&B record with no guitar on it, it's too delicious not to do it. I can't not do it, you know, it's like, I, I don't want to just do it bites, or I don't want to always just do acoustic music, or I yeah. don't want to, I just love the whole thing, and yeah, I love, yeah. when I hear, you know, I hear bands, everybody from like John Mayer to Alan Oldsworth to B.B. King, to it's just all delicious to me, it's mm. like, wow, Freddie King and Albert King, and like all these guys, and you, it's like, dude, it's like Gary Moore, it's all delicious. Well, I remember reading one of your posts about when you were working on the Blues album, you know, saying how much of a challenge it was to actually get into that. Well, you have to become it. You know, it's it's you know you can otherwise you're just a copy. Yeah. I work real hard at that stuff. You know, so it's authentic. But like the blues thing is a whole. That's a whole thing, dude. You can't. You know, I mean, I've been supposedly playing blues all my life, but when you actually get into the, you know, when you, you know, when you get into what old Albert King and all them guys are doing, then because it's not about widdly diddly diddly. That's not what they're doing. No, no. They're they're. They're opening a portal because it, it, that music has no thought in it. Nobody thinks. Familiar, it? I remember Frank Zappa saying the same similar thing. He said, he said they asked him what he you know is he the same as guitar players? And he says well he specialised. He said because most guitar players know, have learnt all their runs and they just go on and they repeat them again, and that's kind of like a, a kind of a, a rock way to do it. You remember you know you do all the you know what you're gonna play. Whereas when you do blues, you're not thinking at all. You have to let that go and you just have to play. And you put your trust in something other than, you know, other than other than your your brain. Mm. So you, but you've got to be, you're real vulnerable at that point because you could just drop the bits at any minute. And unless you commit yourself, we call it the Lord. You know, when the, you know like if a, if, a, if a bee goes chasing pollen, well, that's the bee doing the Lord's work. The Lord was your authenticity. That's where that comes from. You know, mm. they say about the Lord Jesus and all that. They'd think about it differently. Think yeah. about it as more like your fate. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so you're in the hands of the Lord. So when the bee goes and gets the pollen, it's doing the Lord's work. Yeah. So when you play them solos like that, you've got to. You can't think. You have to be with the Lord. Now, if I watch Chad, Chad playing drums, there's no way he can think the drum solos he's doing. Yeah. Because he's in, he's his musical. Um, his musical performance is in the hands of the Lord. Yeah. He's committed, he's not thinking, he's just, he's in it. He's in doing it, yeah. And that was the blues thing, when you get into the yeah. blues, it, yeah. it's had very little to do with widdly diddly diddly. It's to do with the having the balls to let go and be vulnerable enough yeah. to be with the Lord. So did you find it an enlightening experience? Brilliant. 
and once see once you've been there it's like you just can't go you, you just can't go back then you know so i mean it bites music the old stuff is composition you know there's a lot of composition on it um which is the same stuff you know it's like a, it's like what steve hackett plays steve does all composition it's not mm. really guitar solo steve mm. plays he plays composition mm. and um the uh it's difficult to go back once you've committed to did that did you find it uh much of a jolt to go from doing that to doing the bite stuff you know back to that yeah it's like a different it's a completely different way of thinking you know like the audience the audience that um, the it bites audience are thinking people have they're very you know it's like that it's it's more to do with this you know like the the patterns they like patterns they like intellectual patterns they want to hear you know like patterns you know like Kim Crimson and all that stuff they just, yeah, Bill yeah, Bruford yeah. plays in patterns you know it's yeah, all patterns yeah, yeah, yeah. you know whereas the blues is just all you're all just in a room and you're you there are no patterns you unless the patterns turn out spontaneously you know you're just jamming along with these people and and it's just a whole different way to go up music but you know the, it's like anything you get bored you know it's like if you eat the same food all the time you just get bored mm. so music's the same way like if you just do patterns of prog all the time then you just i'll just get bored if i just do blues all the time i'll just get bored so if i do acoustic music or if i do indian music i do r&b i do because the thing is so delicious and when you walk out into the world the world is like this gigantic buffet mm. And it just seems a crime to stick with chicken. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> you know what, what I'm mean? saying. So, so when you obviously looked at the new Eat Bites album, were you conscious of where it's all come from? Or did you think, well, that was then, this is now? I wasn't really thinking anything. I was just, I just know how to do Eat Bites music. Mm. I was the architect of most of the, the melodies. So it's, you know, it's like, um, I just know what that is. You because know? you've been doing your solo work for so long. It bites. And it, to come it, it back bites to it again. So many years later. Yeah, it's but it's just you know it's still. I it mean, I just always, there I always know how to do it, but it's just it's just there's just a way to go at it. You know, there's like it's just different than the blues. It's like a different way to go at it. But it's very, um, it's very interesting stuff to come back to do. Yeah. Because it does, you know, it sounds exactly like it bites. It sounds like an it bites album that, you know, at sixty-one years old you would do. It's authentically sixty-one years old. It bites. Yeah. You know, it's not 23 year old it bites, it's 61 years old it bites, but it's still, you can, anybody who knows, recognizes the the melodies and stuff behind the it bites work will know that, they'll know exactly what it is, they'll, they'll hear, they'll hear its, its source, it's the same source. Because you seem to have, uh, it's come to fruition a lot quicker than the big purple castle, you know, your last solo album, that seemed to be in production and, you know, we were writing that for ages. Yeah, but that was three albums. Yeah. That's a triple album. That this is 45, 50 minutes of music. The, the, oh, the yeah. bite stuff, you know, and also it was very feminine. The the big purple castle. It was extremely intricate. There's lots of tiny little things mm. that nobody gives a damn about, but they're really intricate stuff, you know. That you they'd probably just bite. It would probably go right past you. you wouldn't if I pointed them out, you'd go like, oh yeah, yeah. oh wow, yeah yeah. I didn't realize that. But yeah. there's loads. There's like a thousand of them on that big purple castle album. And the Big Purple Castle album is about, you know, it's got a, it's almost like a concept album of depression, you know, leaving it's your very kids personal from home. Very it? personal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas the It Bites album is more, um, I don't know what it is actually. I think it's more to do with. Is it more to touch in like the environment? The environment and, and stuff, yeah. 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 I think that's Hence the cool. title. 
Yeah. yeah, well, I don't really believe in the climate change thing, the, the agenda of it, at least. You know, there's an agenda there, there's a financial agenda, and then people, from the, I definitely believe in the pollution of the planet. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, but the agenda, but nobody will touch that because there's no money in it. So, they, you know, they want climate change, global warming. They're looking for a name to get hitched onto where they can all give their buddies money. Well, you've covered it in earlier It Bites albums, like Murder of the Planet Earth. Murder of the Planet Earth, way yeah. before its yeah. time, yeah. So, really, it's sort of coming full circle in a way. Well, I think, yeah, it's, I mean... Any more so? I think a lot of the things that we sang about with It Bites, a lot of the things we did were about 20 or 30 years ahead of the time. A lot of, I, I really believe that. You know, I had, a, I had a psychologist tell me that, that um, it would be frustrating for me because, that, because of the way that my nature is. It's actually an astrologer. It was a Jungian, Jungian astrologer. And she said, you're 20 or 30 years ahead, ahead, of, ahead of the collective. And so you'll probably find it frustrating that you'll go out and do these ideas and they won't pick up until 20 or 30 years later. And Murder of the Planet of Earth is a classic example of that. Mm. You know, where, is, where it was, it was, it was, we were singing about that stuff back then. There's a good line in that actually, it says, new generations will die at their birth because it still isn't trendy to be a friend of the Earth. And that, uh, you know, not only did that lyric get slated by all those, you know, all those journalists with their, black jeans on and pointy boots they hate you know they hated us those bastards you know. but so we got slated for that but when i look back now you know the things we did with the bites were just it was fantastic work we did you know we, we had, there was a lot against us the whole current music industry was against us you know they we were just not doing the smiths mm. you know we weren't anything to do with any of that and they just hated us they absolutely hated us and we were doing great work and it, I think that was one of the saddest things about it. Bites is that we really felt we were doing great work, our musicality, and we were doing all that. But the whole world was against us. Mm. We had to fight. We were a bit like Donald Trump, where we had to like everybody was just attacking us like the whole time. Yeah. You know, we had to hold our line, which which I think got to us in the end. I think. Oh yeah. Do you think that's ultimately what brought about the? I think so, because the yeah. pressure, you know, everybody rejects you. You know, you get to the end and you're thinking like, why are we doing? You know, we're doing songs like Ice Melts Into Water and we're doing Underneath Your Pillow and nobody's saying anything about it and they're just saying we're crap all the time and mm. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, you've got to have a belief in yourself and I think just the sheer onslaught of negativity that we faced from day one. You know, they hated us, the press. They mm. were just absolutely adamant that we were mm. awful. Mm. You know, and we had, to, we had to kind of stick with it, you know, as much as we can. You think it sort of got to the what's the point? Scenario. I don't think it was what it was. What's the point? I think it was more like um, just nobody wants to hear us. Oh, that's sad. You know, I just think so. I think, it, and I don't even think that was a conscious conversation we had. I just think the pressures of living in that environment for so long. Well, you can't do a two because nobody wants you there. Well, they don't want you on the radio. They won't play a song on the radio. They said you da, 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 da. still to you remembers uh, fourteen seconds too long, so they can't play it on Radio One. They're like this, this constant, constant barrage of negativity that we have to deal mm. with all the time. Like yeah. it was unbelievable. Do you think you've got to that point now in your life where you just think, "Fuck it"? Oh, I don't give a shit, man. No, I mean, in many ways, I mean, it was incredibly, uh, you know. There's a great line by um, Joseph Campbell, the old Catholic priest. He said, the dreaded thing in the cave was the thing I was looking for all along. And so oftentimes when you get challenged like that or you get beat up like that by, by the world, which is really your own thoughts, I suppose, in, in many ways, but you, it makes you like, 
you know, I'm like as tough as fucking nails now. Like, I mean, you couldn't knock me down with a sledgehammer. And I, and I don't even expect to be knocked down. I mean, everybody loves me now anyway. <laughs> you know, it's like you're loving me tw like 30 years too late. <laughs> you should have all loved me back then. <laughs> I'm a lovable now. The truth is, I mean, I don't think I was very lovable back then anyway, but I am now. I'm a big fat lad now, so that's it. <laughs> now, as far as I remember, the last time you played with the, the lads, was it on the live at Union Chapel gig? And you did Still Too Young to Remember? I have no idea. No idea. I think you did it as a one-off. I think it was on an encore. Would that ever happen again? Do you no. Think? Well, on the album Return to Natural, I did contact John Beck and I said, John, I'm writing some Bites music. Do you want to come and help me do it? Um, but John's John. <laughs> I love John, John Old Becky. I, I haven't spoken to him for years and years and years. But I, 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 when when John was in the room with me, I loved hanging out with him. I think he's an incredibly talented guy. I love him. I absolutely love him, and he's part of my history and stuff. But he's, you know, his priorities in terms of his scheduling and stuff like that are definitely not on. We're definitely different there. Like John can go like, he just goes missing, and so you, you know, you can't. Uh, so, oh, but, so he didn't return my call. Oh dear. You know, so, and then I got Phil Brown to call him because Phil were both from, from Cumbria, our sound guy, and Phil knows him really well. I said, Phil, call Becky and tell him, come on, come do some music. And he wouldn't even answer him, so. Oh my lord. And he speaks to Phil a lot, so um, I took that as a no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great, it was one of the funniest things I ever heard. It's a bit like this, it's when Bono contacted Captain Beefheart and said, listen, we'd really love to write some songs with you. Would that be all right? And about three weeks later, Bono got a letter from Captain Beefheart and it just says, Dear Bonzo, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, what, that's how John Beck was with me. Dear Bonzo, no. That's his way of saying Fair that. enough. I think we'll put a line under that. Now, you mentioned earlier Dave Kersner. Now, I did an interview with Dave last year and in a previous interview, he mentioned that you guys have been working on a Lamb Lies Down production. Yeah, he said is if that I... Look, is that looking to come out this year? Yeah, he said, if I give you child support money, will you, <laughs> will you do the Lamb Lies Down on Broadway? I said, yes, I will. I said, I'll do Foxtrot for next year as well. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, come on, let's fit. Nobody can sing Genesis, early Genesis like me. I've got it down. I can sing better than Peter Gabriel. Sweet. That's, I've just, I've heard it that much and I know exactly what it is. I know what it's dialed in. I know that, I know... People try to put blues in it, and so it's like no, you, it's sacred stuff that you have to leave the phrasing, and you have to leave the melodies. Don't start adding your own shit in there because nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear it as it was because that's it's like a classical piece. It's yeah. like it's not for interpretation. It's like you do it like Peter did it. Yeah, have the respect. Because you've sung on some of the Hackett albums, didn't you? On the Genesis. Yeah, you exactly you know? like Peter did it. Yeah. Because I just don't feel I got the right to uh, inflict my you know, smelly old Cumbrian <laughs> soul <laughs> onto, onto that music, that, that, you know, that it's a particular way that it needs to be there. So is that is that planned to be released this year? Because I know it's been in production for a while. Well, he needs to give me some more child support and then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll finish off carpet crawlers and riding the screen. <laughs> Once Kersner, come on Kersner, cough up the child support, come on. <laughs> 
So, obviously, we've covered the new album, we've covered the new band, we've covered your solo material. Where do you see the next 12 months shaping out? Well, I'm going to buy a farm and I'm going to go back to nature and I'm going to get children off their phones and I'm going to provide a senior citizen centre where they can come and hang out and adopt animals and be with animals oh, and wow. teach kids how to grow their own food and have a blues festival and maybe even a prog festival. And we do the, over in, in America, do yeah. the Bites Festival over there, maybe do that and... Uh, you know, I mean, I need to stop recording now for a while because um, I've just done a, I've just had a lot of output. So I just, I just need to chill out for a bit. And uh, you know, I'll probably go work with my friend Ian as well. He likes me to work with. He does underground locating for pipes. You know, he like can get gas lines and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's from Manchester, so he's like, Ian, come and help me with these pipes. So I just, I go, <laughs> I go hang out with Ian, and we, we find the pipes under the ground, and you know, we have a good laugh. Oh, fair enough. I used to work with my brother as a carpenter. I used to go out and. Uh, you know, because I'm like a construction worker. All I used to, I love all that thing on construction sites. You know, life's too delicious just to do music. It's like it's just, yeah, there's pipes to find. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you again. Good night, Steve. Yeah, really has. Good really night. looking forward to tonight. I gather it's been filmed again. We're filming tonight. Yeah, we're doing that, and um, we'll see how we get on. Um, I think uh, it's a completely different set, though. So if anybody's coming expecting like, you know, the usual things that we do, it's all the songs that we never do. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's that. Oh, good. We look forward to it. We really do. And I think, uh, you know, we'll do the best we can and we'll, we're in the Lord's hands. And, <laughs> and that's it. Excellent. And on that note, end of story. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little insight into the life of what I truly believe one of the greatest UK songwriters over the last few decades. Mm. And you definitely need to check out the new album, Return to Natural, which came out literally last week. Brand new, Francis Dunnery's It Bites. Yes. Right, well, we've had a few releases this week on January the 12th. I think it must have some kind of Cosmic Significance. It was a bit like October the 20th last year. I think all the planets were in alignment because we've already had releases from Overworld Dreams and also Ellesmere. Well, on the same day, saw the release of the latest Neil Morse album. It's called The Restoration, Joseph Part 2. We've already had part one, of course, The Dreamer. Well, this is The Restoration, part two. And like I say, it came out on January the 12th. One of the most prolific writers in Prague, I think it's safe to say. And whether you agree with his conversion to Christianity is neither here nor there, really. You can't deny the fact the guy is a total genius. And he's brought with him on this particular album all his mates, Ross Jennings, Nick DeVigilio, Ted Leonard, Bill Hubauer, obviously from the Neil Morse Band, Eric Gillette from the Neil Morse Band, Alan Morse, his brother, Kerry Livgren from Kansas. But he himself obviously sings, plays the guitar, keyboards, drums. The guy is just an absolute wizard in everything he does. 
He really is. The album's called The Restoration, Joseph Part 2. This is Make Like a Breeze. Come 
If you're a huge, dedicated Neil Morse fan, I suggest you've probably already got that album anyway. Add it to your collection. And if you haven't, well, give it a listen. Look past the religious aspects of it and just listen to the music. An absolute genius. Make Like a Breeze off the latest Neil Morse album, The Restoration, Joseph Part 2. Oh, yes. Right, well, earlier in the show, I mentioned we have a new track from Big Big Train for you guys. It's called Miramare. Miramare. Now, what's interesting, it's a single edit that I'm going to play for you today. They've released a single edit, even though it's coming in at 8 minutes 50. The full version is 10 minutes 17 seconds. But it just makes me laugh. It's a single edit. Not that you'd ever play a single that long, even though Bohemian Rhapsody did tip the balance somewhat. Well, I have had the album for about a week, and I've listened to it a few times, and it has totally and utterly blown me away. I would suggest even this point in the proceedings, this early in the year, that it will be some people's album of the year. It's a vast improvement over Welcome to the Planet. As far as I'm concerned, I felt that one was a bit meh, even though it was David's last album. But this album will totally and utterly blow you away when it comes out on March the 1st. So we're going to play the single edit of Miramare off the new album, The Likes of Us. This is Big Big Train. Look out to see from a town.
behind Turn their faces down Set from the north.
Total class and quality from our friends Big Big Train. Miramare, the single edit of the new album, The Likes of Us. Superb. Well, were you probably wondering what's happened to Band of the Month? Because if you've been listening regularly, especially this month, you will know that it's UK, the very short-lived prog supergroup, which initially featured Eddie Jobson, John Wetton, Bill Bruford, and Alan Holdsworth. Now, obviously, that particular incarnation of the band only recorded one album. And then when they went on to the second album, Danger Money, Alan Holdsworth, Bill Bruford left, and along came Terry Bozio. Now, we've had a track from the first album. We've also had a track from their third album, which was a live album called Night After Night. So I thought it's only fair, being as they only really released three albums, that we'd have a track from Danger Money. And we're going to finish with that, if that's okay with you. All right. Now, it's again, it's a track that maybe most people don't tend to listen to very often because they tend to focus on the more popular UK tracks, but this is just superb. The whole album is superb. Two incredible studio albums from that particular band. So we're going to leave you with The Only Thing She Needs of the second UK album, Danger Money, which came out in 1979. One more week for this rather wonderful band and one more week before we get to entertain you again. I'll be interviewing Dave Foster from Big Big Train on Tuesday. We'll have that on next week's show. In the meantime, have an absolutely awesome week and I'll leave you in the very capable hands of UK.
Thank you. 